So welcome to an additional Mind Over Matter initiative. This is called the Make Our Voices Heard podcast. Here we use a variety of platforms to speak up about mental health and all the stigmas, the stereotypes, its importance, the issues and all the solutions. So everything under the sun to make your life better because you know what they say, Mind Over Matter is the only way. So our guest speaker today is Ms. Sparsh Kataria, a single mom to a 13-year-old boy and a digital marketer by profession. She believes in living life to the fullest while blossoming in the present, all while gathering new experiences that expand her outlook. That's the mantra she follows for it all, whether it's parenting, work, or play. With a smile on her face, she makes being a mother look super easy. Amongst other things, she strategizes the content for Chic Moms Tribe, a page by Chic Nutrix, where moms share their experience and have fun, fun along the way. I take great pleasure in introducing her to our listeners. So let's get started and welcome. Thank you. So moms have told us what is right and what is wrong and what are the best choices for us. But, you know, once we reach our teens and we reach that state of puberty, we invariably question authority. So how do you deal with this and what advice would you give? Um, see, kids will always question authority as we always question authority as individuals. But if you practice what you preach, it's going to be a lesser problem you know, with them questioning authority, they will be following by example. And that's how, you know, you do the balance of authority as well as practice. And you mentioned, um, like following your own advice and preaching what you practice and preaching what you say. So children do learn by example. Um, and our parents, you know, lecture us about certain things like drinking or smoking, etc. But they also do them themselves sometimes. So what advice would you give teens who do these types of things? Like as a way of dealing with stress or due to peer pressure? It's, it's all of these substances are dangerous in the way that their health, they cause, you know, damage to each person's health, whether it's mine or, or my child's. It's not something that I recommend to my child. Neither do I say that I'm doing something right or wrong. These are becoming our lifestyle habits. But while they are bad habits that probably a parent might have and mostly has, it's the, you know, questioning that it's what is the right age to start also and when, what is the motivation that there is. These are things as a child, it's very, very difficult to practice. But I'm not saying as an adult also it gets any easier. But as you grow older, it gets wiser. So for my child, from where I stand, is what I told him. I started when I started having these things. You need to know when is the right time to. Because under the you know, influence of these substances, you can make mistakes. That are bigger problems than even the health risks that you know, these substances have. For example, if a 17-year-old is given alcohol and the alcohol abuse that can cause he might do things that he really might regret because you tend to lose your senses. You know, I mean, that's what alcohol does to you if you go beyond the amount which is considered quote-unquote pleasurable. So as a child, it's very, very difficult to say that this much is okay and I should stop at this or what is right, what is wrong. There's a certain age to do things, which is why there are limits set. You should always be able to tell your child why these limits are set and it's okay to even start after those limits because that's your choice. You can even go without them. That's your choice. If you start, that's also their choice. Be prepared for the repercussions is all I think as a child, my, my child can learn from me. 
if that explains mm-hmm. and uh, what would you do if your child was doing such things on account of peer pressure what advice would you give to them then so uh, very recently my son had gone for a football camp to goa i knew that he's going to be away with his friends most of these boys i might not even know because they are probably not the boys he hangs out every day i told him there could be some, and there could be older boys also see it's it's always somebody who makes it look cool is when you start doing these things these are not things that are you know taught at home most kids i mean i don't know parents also are okay with sitting around and drinking with their kids i as a child had never seen my parents drinking so i don't think i can be able to do that around my child having said that while he was going for the trip i told him this might be offered to you you decide when is the you know the threshold you want to cross and try all these avoid as long as you can because once you start taking you know have i mean smoking or drinking or whatever it's very very difficult to turn back turn your back towards them so you could be 35 till then if you can avoid best is you can avoid but if you start you should know what are the damages that can go to your body so be aware of all of that and then take the cool thing that is going to be offered to you okay and what advice would you give to teens and parents who compare themselves to other teens or other people um honestly i would say that they should always you know reflect and think if the similar comparison is done for an adult versus an adult we wouldn't like it and the same logic as practice what you preach if i wouldn't like something i would make sure i'm not doing that particular at least habit or you know behavior around my child because again if i am trying to size i'm preparing grounds for he also to be a critical kid or a human being where tomorrow when he, you know i mean it's he'll be insecure he'll be feeling insufficient which i wouldn't want my child to feel because that's a not the kind of child i would want to raise and that's not the kind of person i personally want to be so a i'm certainly not in the favor of comparing each child has an you know individual personality growth rate skill set habits and all of that you need to find what your child is happy doing more than even good at and let just let them be that's what i would say to those parents okay and dating seems to be another common thing amongst teens maybe not our age but like a little bit older um so what would your view and what is your advice to cope with depression due to heartbreak and all of these um i don't think dating is only prevalent now we when i was a teenager we had crushes we had if not serious boyfriend girlfriends people around me these are these are signs of puberty these are signs of hormones trying to feel something special about someone which is not something a child maybe an 8 year old would feel every child goes through them in their own way different good bad ugly every experience is different i would just want to be there for my child listen when he has something to say maybe give advice when he needs it versus pushing my advice on him and he will make his own certain mistakes and learn from them i just hope that they are not too big turn around but heartbreak you know crushes infatuations and even mistakes i'll say will be made by every child we just need to prepare them to you know learn from them versus keep making them and similarly for even heartbreaks and you know affairs and relationships and boyfriend girlfriend i think 
they will do what they will do it's it's the feelings right and i can't control my child's feelings i just hope that they they're happy in that feeling versus depressed in that feeling and he talks to me if he is stuck somewhere and um what about like social media or digital gadgets such as computers and games and phones tablets laptops etc which are all the bane of our existence so do you have any advice to avoid these kind of addictions um unfortunately in the lockdown our kids have got overexposed i mean we are also guilty because education was available through gadgets entertainment was available through gadgets even friends were available through gadgets now it's again time to turn things around and make them lesser and lesser gadget dependent if possible encourage sports encourage outdoor activities encourage you know like we i mean i'm trying to make our street go back to books because with all of those gadgets it's very difficult to keep focus on things which are non um you know technology back and i mean even for example video games i mean they are also a certain addiction almost as severe as alcohol addiction can be for certain kids uh, so as a parent i would advise i mean what i had done with arshik even there was a time he was almost he himself used the word mom i think i'm getting addicted to gaming and i think i need help because he would get up in the night and find a way to play the game so that i don't come to know he's playing it and there were players available to him internationally to play and at night and older kids and god knows what so he himself turned around and i'm really proud of the fact that he talked to me and he said i want to you know stop this but i'm really like feeling like you imagine with a child waking up at night and wanting to play video games Mm-hmm. but um then we realized that maybe we should channelize that energy and decide learning how to code games so if there is a way to you know uh, if you keep saying that don't do this it's not good for you you have to find solutions with them what works for them versus this is not good that is not good this is not right that is not right we'll have to work with them to understand what can be a solution versus this is the solution because every child is different so is every parent every their journey has to be worked through in a positive manner all these addictions gadgets that least the dependency it's better i mean apart from just the gadgets even instagram i feel is a medium that shouldn't be i mean who am i to say and tell i mean for other parents but i as a parent feel that overexposing themselves to even social media makes them want to you know get attention if a child doesn't get so many likes on their posts it makes them feel lesser important and that's not the real case if somebody is not getting enough likes or whatever it shouldn't be taught to them in that way they are good and they are amazing at what whatever you know however they are this uh, need for uh, like being liked on social media is something that every child till they can handle or till they deserve the attention if you i mean even deserve what if you have made something at you know great at school it shouldn't again be posted on social media because i feel that child starts thinking oh how many likes did i get and it shouldn't be like that their achievements their falls everything should be theirs and yours not for the world to see so social media and technology as in moderation as much moderation as possible is better i wouldn't say stop it again because i always feel that everybody has their own formula to this okay and so since you mentioned social media and like a lot of the cons one more added con of social media is that viewing other people's posts 
and other people's stories and updates, etc. Many times can also lead to FOMO in children and which could maybe later on lead to feelings of anxiety, stress, even slight tinges of depression. So how would you help a child who's suffering from FOMO? Um, if your you know, communication channels are open, they will probably tell you if they are feeling FOMO because uh, the, I personally feel one starts to feel depressed when they are not you know, communicating enough. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a choice that they make, but if your communication channels aren't open and if you observe your child is trying you know, to avoid you or not give you the probably a lowdown of their day or the highs and lows of their life, it's a sign that you should always watch out for because once, if, if they don't think that they can approach you for their issues and joys and everything, they will, you know, start um, absorbing anything and everything without being guided. They will pick up the wrong from the good as well because for them, their thought process might be biased or might be ill-informed that, okay, fine, if somebody went there or wherever they went on a holiday, you may or may not do the same thing. Nobody does, lives the same life. You're living your life. You should have your own goals. You should have your own aspirations. Keep them real. Keep, keep the ch communication channels open. I don't think then children would feel any FOMO because they would be satisfied with what they have and that's how it should be. And... Um... Like even on social media, a lot of foul language is used, a lot of inappropriate words, etc., and terms are used. So, and they, these days, foul language is kind of considered to be cool amongst kids. So, what is your point of view on this? Um, it's not just these days, Ali, that the foul language is considered cool. When I was a child, when we were all children, when our grandparents were also children. Um, foul language or you know it was always considered a way to show that you're cooler or you're superior or you can you know you are the person who can you know say all these things at least when it begins with and that's and if you do the same and children don't learn this from the boom right they either pick it up from the social media or the you know the world around them especially even at home if I, I would say that if a parent abuses or uses that language, even while driving a car, for example, it's, very, it's going to be 100% that that child will use the same language plus more <clears throat> while, growing, <clears throat> while growing up or while you know, being around their friends and this thing. It's never that a child learns this at school or learns this from the books or learns this from the sources he's actually supposed to learn things from. These are habits that are picked up from surroundings these are habits that are picked up from you know other people or other kids around who are actually making it look that this is what it is cool but if you don't practice if a parent doesn't practice this and they discourage it from this that this is not good you should be respectful and you should your languages are you know a sign of your personality your value system if you will talk to somebody like that this is the impression you leave and if you you know, if you teach them the same way, that's the value, you know, this the impression, it, it really matters to them also, then they wouldn't use it. They would know that this is the wrong way of behaving around somebody and this is the right way. It's, it's all, you're not going to be around the, your children all the time. They will be around people who will be doing good things, bad things. It's on them and their value system eventually to become, you know, what they really get out to become. 
And how would you help a kid who is doing these type of things and saying like foul language, using foul language? Um, so in past, whenever I've had, you know, other, see, I'm not saying Arsh has never used, that's my son, never used foul language. Briefly, here or there, even on WhatsApp groups, I saw that, you know, there were groups of friends where they would talk uh, using file language just because it's a group of boys, they can do all that and consider that a musty. I had sat down and told us that this is what you would be talking while you grow up, when you grow up, would you like this, you know, this is the way somebody speaks to you. And he said, no. So I said, if you are caught or if you are seen in these, you know, using these words, or your friends are using these words, that's the company you keep. This is the impression you overall bring to yourself. So I think uh, I wouldn't say this to another pair, you know, kid, because I feel it's their pair, you know, their parents' uh, prerogative to tell them this is right or wrong. Because like I said, every parent is different. Every child is different. Their journey is different. If it's okay with a parent and their child is doing something, I would probably stay away and not guide unless that child... Um, my view would matter to that child. That's as simply as I would say that. And uh, lastly, I think talking about depression is considered a taboo amongst the older generations and teenagers. And sometimes they tend to misuse these terms. So what advice would you give to both parents and teenagers when it comes to depression? Um, you know, in order to help your child battle depression, you need to be alert and be ready to, you know, be there for them. Because uh, A, it should not be obviously, like you said, misuse. But if your communication channels are open and you are always doing the best to provide a, you know, supportive home environment and set great examples, you will never have a child who's not, I mean, if they're stuck, they will reach out to you. And if they need professional help, you should provide them. If they need just mental, emotional, loving support, you should provide them. You should just need to, you know, make sure your relationship is healthy with them and you're able to, you know, like listen to them, talk to them, encourage them in whatever, you know, their dreams, desire, goals are. I don't think then it should never be a taboo for sure. And it should not be even over, you know, arched and considered misused by kids and parents. I think it's, it's again, like a journey thing. You should just be there for your children. And it could be anything. They could need you to tackle depression they could need you to tackle uh, the love the heartbreak that they will have they will need you to be there if they're having even lifestyle issues not just alcohol I've, I've seen binge eating and you know ordering in food and that becoming this only sole you know way to eat food is a very very big issue that children today are facing and even that leads to depression because your your food also conditions your body and your mind if you're only and whatever so more than even binge eating it's the junk food the preservatives that you know all of those foods have they control your feelings and mind if you're able to you know sustain a child who inculcates good habit and you also do the same around them see if i'm eating a burger or a pizza or i am watching television and not talking to the world living in my own world all of these examples that i'm going to set are going to be there for my child as his examples or so I think um, it's all possible to you know help is all you can provide your children then. so that was basically our vision 
which was to create a youth powered non-profit encouraging conversation to kind of educate and break the stigmas around mental health. So we would like to thank you for joining us in our mission of destigmatizing mental health issues and for giving us your time and valuable insights. Thank you so much for having us. It's really great that all of you kids are taking initiative of such an important topic and being there for the kids as well as educating us parents. I hope you guys have a really successful thank you. Uh, stint at doing what you're doing. Thank you.